It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to retrospectives, it's easy to let nostalgia blind us. What we consider to be a masterpiece could be someone's worst game ever. Yes, there's a cadre of games, given how massive the PS2's catalogue was, that make you instantly go, Oh yeah, I loved that game. What happened to it? And suddenly want to play it again. There's always numerous factors as to why some games are one and done, in maybe it didn't score high enough critically or shift enough units. Conversely, it could be that they have had sequels, but it's the PS2 iteration that we favour instead. Psychic espionage, realistic war simulators, a traditional turn-based RPG with a difficult-to-pronounce name, they've all had some of their best outings on Sony's top-selling consoles. Admittedly, yes, they've been on other consoles too, but they qualify for this list through association and popularity. The only downside to a nostalgic list is it makes you wonder what the hell happened to such a huge variety of franchises and game mechanics. Like, why did a famously stealthy ninja game go all arcadey and whack a Z on its name to look cool? I am Kirsten from What Culture Gaming, and these are 10 incredible PS2 games the world has forgotten. Number 10 Full Spectrum Warrior. War simulators are an odd breed of game. Far from the bombastic attitudes of Call of Duty and Battlefield, most accurate sims are relegated to the PC. That is until the late Pandemic Studios gave us the third-person shooter-slash-point-and-click hybrid full-spectrum warrior way back in 2005. Granted, it hit Xbox a year before, but the delay wasn't too much of a detraction. So, why FSW? What made it great? Quite simply, it was unique. Not the concept of war or the US-slash-Iraq invasion, but the actual style of the game that was on offer. There was real weight and tact to what you had to put your fire teams through, as FSW delivered a fairly realistic experience. Real-world military application and experience conveyed to help you understand the oppressive nature of a firefight, proving the gun-ho Rambo stereotype was very much an exaggeration. Spread across a massive campaign, it was a hugely ambitious punt for Pandemic. It paid off, though, as sequel 10 Hammers came about a year later, but wasn't as polished. It was something fresh and engaging given the subject matter matter that we haven't much of in that kind of variation since. Number 9. Dark Chronicle Crafting is a common theme in most games across the genres nowadays, from making ammo in Tomb Raider to literally building blocks in Minecraft. It seems to be a growing trend. But back in the day, crafting as a core gameplay mechanic was a novel thing indeed. 
Dark Cloud may have started the trend on the PS2 at the turn of the millennium, but credit goes to sequel Dark Chronicle, or Dark Cloud 2 in the States, for expanding on what made it fun. And gosh darn, didn't it look pretty too. The plot may be a bit mediocre, but that wasn't really the focus in the Dark games. The fun was had in playing a third-person action-adventure slash town-building sim instead. The core tenet was bringing life to your villages, recruiting various NPCs along the way to help you out with it. They were both highly ambitious games, with Chronicle taking the mantle from its predecessor easily. What with the massive rise of crafting games and crafting in games, why not give us a little remaster to show us how it's done? Number 8. The Mark of Cree the biggest regret to take from the mark of Cree is that its successor, Rise of the Kasai, got more recognition and port over this. Yet as benchmark titles go, the mark of Cree is where the money is. A surprisingly jarring mix of cartoon visuals and some rather nasty violence, it was somewhat a sleeper hit on release. Admittedly, it did have some awkward betrayals of Maori culture, but it wasn't intended to offend. Laid out simplistically, it's a pretty straightforward hero's journey of a story, but the world it's framed around is engrossing and vibrant, which makes up for it. And then there's the combat. Looking like a Disney game for adults, it's played like a cute slash violent mashup of God of War and Kingdom Hearts. I mean, that's fine praise as it goes. Yet while it may be available as an emulated game on PS4, it won't have the traction of something like Resident Evil or Max Payne to carry it. If you are feeling inclined to check it out based on my colourful comparisons, there's a cracking game in here. Number 7. Tenchu Wrath of Heaven Sekiro may be doing the rounds as the hard-as-nails ninja-slash-eastern mythology experience, while Ghost of Tsushima kept it grounded yet just as fantastic. But almost two decades prior, From Software took over the reins of the Tenchu series, an already difficult yet rewarding ninja experience, the first two outings were highly regarded on the PlayStation. The transition to the next generation could only benefit Tenchu, with bigger scope and graphical capacity to do more. And more they did! Whilst the gameplay still revolved around Rikamaru and Ayane, with again an unlockable third playable character, the leap to PS2 worked wonders. A story around doppelgangers and time travel, it may have been a wee bit convoluted to start with, but it's sneak about gameplay that made the series what it is. Punishing if you took on people directly, Tenchu Wrath of Heaven could put Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell through their paces in stealth masterclass. So why has Tenchu disappeared into obscurity? Well, you can thank Tenchu Z for that. It took all nuance and traded it for garish arcade like action. It was not a worthy trade. Number 6. Suikoden 5 Whilst the third instalment was well received, the fourth wasn't. It deviated too much from the norm, which thankfully 5 picked up the slack on. Fitting nicely in series canon, Suikoden 5 revisited everything that made the first two games great, whilst favouring the 3D stylings of the other two. A captivating story, a colourful collection of recruitable characters, dueling and map battles were all well received. The only thing that hindered the fun were some insane loading times for the smallest screen transitions. When you're investing so many hours into an RPG, you don't want more more added on by loading times. But then it can't all be bad. It did win IGN's 2006 award for best story on PS2, if that's all the incentive you need. It may be the last full title we've seen of the Suikoden series, but if this is its proverbial swan song, then it's a mighty one. Number 5. Freedom Fighters 
Freedom Fighters from Hitman developer IO Interactive is a brilliant example of what if gaming. The what if in question here being what if the Russians invaded America? Sure, it'd be done by the movie Red Dawn 19 years prior, but who cares? This time around, the Ruskies invade good old New York because nobody wants to invade Nebraska, I guess. And it's up to you to defend it, too an extent. The you in this is one of half of a duo of plumber brothers, alas, not the mushroom-eating variety, but the city-savvy type that fervently defends his country from the invading forces. Yet what made Freedom Fighters unique was its recruitment and team-playing mechanic. The more benevolent you are, the more your charisma appeals to others, thus your resistance grows bigger. It didn't have the in-depth attitude of, say, Command and Conquer, but you could issue your squad in a variety of tactics and offensive-slash-defensive positions. Despite reviewing well, plans for a sequel went stagnant after developing shifted towards Kane and Lynch, and we all know how that turned out. IO does still own the rights, though. Number 4. Maximo Ghosts to Glory Whilst it may be said that the transition of some games from 2D to 3D did not fare well, there are ways of getting around it. Take Maximo Ghost to Glory, for example. Instead of being a continuation of it is in fact a game loosely based in the world of ghosts and goblins, thus circumventing the whole it's not as good as its originals derision. Very well played, Capcom. In essence, this is Capcom's notoriously hard platformer slash pad breaker thrust into the next gen. Armor still breaks. You can get killed by parading around in your pants, and the only downside side is the lack of weapon variety. It even carries a similar story beat, with the only caveat is that you die at the start. Death, not wanting to be outdone by the bad guy, pops you under his employ to save the damsel and keep his business ticking over. Playing like Medieval and Jersey Devil, albeit for the next established console, Maximo was an ace adventure only slightly beaten out by Jack and Daxter a couple of months prior. Again, only available via PS4 emulation, it's a hard sell to anyone who didn't experience it the first time around. Number 3. Bloody Raw 4 Street Fighter dropped the ball with its bare-bones launch, whilst Tekken have an extortionate season pass Long Kong going on. So what could come back and make it all better? Hyper-violent human-slash-animal fighting, of course. Bloody Raw as a series was a worthy contender to the beat-em-up crown back in its heyday. Something different from the above, less serious than Virtua Fighter, it was pure chaotic fun. What other game let you transform into an anthropomorphic tiger or giant rabbit to continue knocking the crap out of your opponent? Featuring a large roster that you didn't have to pay extra for, the fourth instalment was an absolute riot. And for you fans of the fur on fur violence, it was the only series to get the coveted M for Mature rating in America. What more could you want? It's been 17 years since Bakuryu, Alice and Gardo graced our screens. In this time of terribly launched fighters, why not resurrect the beasts? Better still, get Arc System Works on the phone. Imagine this in their Grand Blue slash Dragon Ball Fighter Z style, complete with insane special moves to boot. Number 2. Second Sight Second Sight is far superior to PsyOps. There, I said it. And I stand by it. While PsyOps may be all big noise and macho psychic power battles, Second Sight offers something much better. A compelling story. Without wishing to spoil, although I'm sure I have done plenty times before, the plot of Second Sight had people hooked. It turned the espionage aspect on its head with the inclusion of psychic powers, and whilst some of it might be trite, the twist in there will throw you for six. It also had that instantly recognisable time-splitted aesthetic that Free Radical is so good at, hoping to draw fans of that series over to it. I don't really know how they could sequelize or make a franchise out of this, but honestly, it would be amazing to see it return. THQ own the rights, but unfortunately, no psychic powers of persuasion from playing this have rubbed off on anyone to make anything come of it. Sadly. Number 1. Beautiful Joe 
Whilst it may have been part of the famous Capcom 5 for the GameCube, Beautiful Joe's transition to the PS2 was welcomed with open arms. If you haven't played VJ or its equally balmy sequel, you really owe it to yourself. Looking like a more advanced version of Comic Zone, the adventures of Joe, Sylvia and their VFX powers were too cool to hate. A mad pair of action platformers infused with some power-based tactical combat and meta-humour, the series was on a roll. And then it wasn't. It failed to chart in the UK, weirdly, before the closure of Clover Studios in 2007 all but killed the IP. Whilst many Clover alumni have gone to Platinum Games, Joe's rights are still retained by Capcom. In the right hands, or even a deal with Platinum, could see Joe returning. I mean, the sequel bait at the end of the second game was right there. Even they were optimistic. But sadly, bar a few spin-offs, we haven't seen Joe on the big screen on our screens. You'll get that if you've played it for a whole 15 years now shame shame hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.